All right, baby, this is old master right here. King of big dog style. Master of the pop-up headbutt. King of the trailer court. The Sutter Psycho. Right here. Y'all listen to wrestling chairs. You dummy if you ain't paying attention. Listen, subscribe, like, share. All that business, baby. Old master right now. I'm going to drink some lot bears. Taking your way in the world today. Takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries. Sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially at the Odeon. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for last Friday's AIW show, the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, Night 1. Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Training Topics Network, Midwest Territory, and Key on Sports. I am your host, Justin Summers, and please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at Watermaneuver. Net. Like I said, this is a review of night one of the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, night one. And also on this week, we have Caden. I'm back. You're back after... Like two weeks. Two weeks or two episodes. Like, I'm... I just, the schedule's been so weird the last month and a half. Yeah. Well, and then, like, having to do squeeze in two episodes last week, and because you weren't on... Um, we were able to fit someone. That in. is my own fault. Uh, yeah, let that in communication. I wasn't sure how long you were gifting for, because I don't really get a chance to watch Beyond the Beyond Show live. So basically, we had. I didn't think recording at eleven o'clock at night would be a good idea. Well, I have time, so it doesn't matter. Um, no, I know. In your place last week, and uh, back on the show this week, we have Charlie Butters. Hey, hey guys! You're about to be on a tear. I am, man. On a tear? Two weeks in a row. Two oh. weeks on a row. I just, I think we should just put in on a tear throughout the whole thing. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Charlie went back and uh, listened to the episode with his co-host, and it was pointed out by, I forget which one, that he said on a tear a lot on the episode, so that's going to now be the running joke for him. Hey, everybody going into the Biggins tournament was on a tear, man. Hey. Can't help it. That's what happens sometimes. So now we just told everybody, so everybody's going to be looking for it or listening for it. <laughs> Do a shot every time you hear it. <laughs> we don't sell shot glasses like Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So I can't tell you to take a shot of our shot glass. We have, we still have the, the beer koozies and pint glasses. Those are still available. $10. I forget how many I have left. They're in my storage. They're most of them. Um, so I was surprised you didn't throw those in on the, uh, the J-Lit bracket. Actually, they were. It was something we talked about when we weren't recording. I was like, ah, I'll just throw it in. Like, 
It doesn't have to be announced because the big ticket thing was the uh, the Abso ticket. But the big ticket thing was the ticket. Yeah, the big ticket thing was the ticket. <laughs> um, and that was run uh, one run. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> that was one. Do it live. <laughs> that was one by Russell Williams at Hal Grayson on Twitter. So, friend of ours. And no one likes him. It's worst. He wins a lot of. Doesn't he win a lot of the uh, gauntlet for the cache? No. It's the other one. Oh, uh, yeah, it's Michael. Don't like him either. I don't know if he listens or not. But either way, bury him too. I don't, they don't listen. Well, I don't think Michael does. Anyway, so congratulations to to Russell on winning such a crazy package. And, you know, you got a free front row seat to Absolution. So either that means you only have to pay for one ticket or you ain't paying for a ticket at all. So good for you. All right, let's get into the review of night one of the Jaylet and the geez, both nights of Jaylet started off with tweet snafus by me. I'll openly I miss mean, my fault for not catching that. I don't I don't even think you caught the second one. You didn't catch night two. I caught night two and I felt like an idiot. Um for and I think it was both of them I did for two matches. Uh night one I was tweeting the post I mean the pre match stuff on my personal Twitter and I didn't notice it until two matches in. And then night two I tweeted the first two matches as hashtag CBMTTT because I just spent a whole event using that fucking handle. So I just kept using it. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, this we're, we're back to JLIT 2019. Oh, wait, wrong one. So I don't even think you caught the second one, but I caught the first one. Well, I caught them both. But first one, I was uh, dumb. Professional. <laughs> dumb. Um, but... We started off with, and I have to, because I did quote tweet him with a hashtag tweeted from the wrong account. Uh, we started off with Lee Moriarty versus what was supposed to be Cole Cabana, but Cole Cabana was injured. And uh, we got keeping the streak alive, Colin Delaney. Last minute keeping the streak alive. Yes. Which, is this, the, this is not the first time it's been a last minute, right, for him? I thought he had one no. other time. Always been in the tournaments. Okay. So, yeah, Lee Moriarty versus Colin Delaney. Well, how'd, how'd you feel about this, Caden? This is a fun way to start the weekend. It's a pretty big match for Lee, who's still... I'm probably going to get corrected on this, but he's still fairly new to wrestling. And getting something like this, especially in Jaywit, was cool. Sucks it on Cabana, but hey. I have Lee Moriarty's theme song stuck in my head, but just the beginning, and I don't know why. But I know I'm not the only one. I've seen because other people talk about it. it's actually pretty good. I have that in my head, and I have uh, Mance Warner's theme in my head. Yeah, that, that'll happen. Down, I downloaded Mance's because I did not have it, and I don't know what Lee Moriarty's th- song is, so I don't have that just yet. But how'd you feel about this match, Charlie? Uh, it was a fun opener. Uh, I was bummed, obviously, that Colt couldn't be there. Uh, I still had Lee winning the match, though. So, And I, I tweeted at him that I'm bummed every time he comes out that he doesn't come out with uh, the opening to uh, a Wu-Tang Clan song where, where they, they're, like, uh, saying uh, Taiga style. 
And uh, every time like he comes out, I just think about that. And I'm like, it'd be so much cooler. But he said he doesn't want to use it until he is a Wu-Tang sponsored athlete. So we need to make that happen for him. Oh, in due time. In due time. But it was it was Lee Moriarty advanced to the second round off of a cradle pin. Pins are something I'm not very good at calling. I'm not good at moves at all. So, yeah, because to me, it would just be he won by pinfall. He he pinned him. Which, like, I I've never really talked to a lot of people about how results are done. Because there's some people like me who just say, hey, this person won by pinfall. This person won by submission. And then there's people like you who do, like, ah, oh, it was by this and that. And, like, even if It's you... more fun being a bit more detailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never heard, I should say, I've never heard anybody, like, bitch. Like, oh, you didn't put in a move. They're just like, all right, like... Everybody seems to be seems to be fine. I mean, though, I love that you you tweet that because <laughs> when you're not there, I'm just picturing people going, "Oh, great, it's just oh pinfall submission." Like, oh god, like oh, it's oh. just a not detailed one. Yeah, but then again, some people will take our uh, our results and they'll just do ah, they won. This person won. This person lost. So I'm like, oh, does it matter? But that's gets it. And the, the crazy thing with this show, it didn't even really matter that we were tweeting results because I think if a lot of people couldn't be there, they were watching on fight TV. Yeah. That's the thing. This was actually on iPay-per-view and which is a big difference from usual. There were, there were people, uh, live gifting. So there was a lot of stuff covered. That's another than the reason why I didn't do Instagram videos. And I haven't done Instagram videos for a while only because, and it's not that necessarily being lazy, but there's been a few venues that, I'm sitting there doing video and it just doesn't. Well, it doesn't load. I'm going, I like, I get home and it's still trying to load videos at one time. And I forget exactly what show this was. Like when I left, it was still uploading videos, but when I got home, it uploaded everything and uploaded everything in order. So I thought, okay, cool. It's going to keep, keep the spots of where those clips are. Then I think that was a December show. That's what I thought too. And then when I did, I think it was seven year itch. It posted them in like whatever loaded they were actually yeah. uploaded. So it would go from like first match, third match, back to the second. And I'm like, okay, I I can't do this. And I was actually having a lot of uh, signal troubles just night one. Like it would show me, okay, I have full bars, I have service, but like tweet was taking a while to go through. So I'd have to always, not always, but every so on, so I'd have to throw my phone in airplane mode, take it right back out, and that tweet would would go out and bike within seconds. It's funny. I'm two seats down for you and I was having no issues. Then again, what's your service provider? Verizon. I got Sprint. So. Fair enough. Yeah. That could, that, that could make a world of difference. So now it's something that, uh, I, I kind of play by ear, whether I'm going to do videos or not. Like I like doing the videos, but also with this one, it was like it, people don't need it. Like the only way you're going to need it is if you are cheap enough and, you didn't order it on Fight TV, and you're not going to watch all these gifts. So even I was posting stuff. Yeah. So, well, I like I took a couple videos, but most of them, like I, I never tweeted out. Like the only one that I've tweeted out was I want to say the was it a Marco Stunt video? <laughs> no, it was not a Marco Stunt video. It was actually the entrance from Matt Justice, where he ran in the corner to Stacy, and oddly enough. Rick also took the video at the same time, so we have like a really different cool. Angles. Yeah, we have different angles of the same thing because he tweeted his video out uh, a day or two ago, and then I replied with 
the video I had because I was like, oh, cool, because I just wanted a video of – because he was not – like, on our side, he wasn't coming by and hitting hands. He'd hit the one corner, look at Stacy, turn, and just fucking run towards him. Just bolt at him. So I was like, ah, it'd be really cool to get a video of this. So I did, and then I just didn't think about anything until tell that. But no, it, it was not a Marco – I don't think I did any Marco Sun videos, believe I'm it or shocked. not. I'd have to see what videos I actually did. I think I know I did a – I did the spot of Joshua Bishop and Dominic Garini going through the door. Which I moved out of the way of. I was right in front of. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, that's the – those are the only videos I took. That might be a spoiler on results with that spot. Uh, haven't exactly got into anything yet. That, that's going to – well, that's day two, so. And I haven't – haven't necessarily decided how these episodes are going to go out. Like, this is obviously this week. I don't know if we'll do J-Lit back-to-back and then Biggins, or we'll do it the way it went. Uh, that's I just haven't decided yet. But, anyway, back to the match. Matches, I should say. Uh, next up, we have Pat Buck versus Hornswoggle. And, like, I'm... I wasn't very familiar with Pat Buck. I hope Pat Buck is a dude that comes back maybe not every single month, but here and there, just sporadic. Like, I wouldn't be too upset if maybe Pat Buck is our new Tracy's mother's booking where we do it at every couple months or like twice a year or so. I mean, I didn't think he was something to write home about, but... No, not really. He's cool. I like him. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was at least cool. Like... Real interesting entrance gear different both nights which was awesome spoiler alert well not that's necessarily spoiler there's people that were in night one and night two and that didn't necessarily win night one uh but uh there's the entrance of hornswoggle if you've seen the pictures uh the past about month or so that hornswoggle his look is being compared to aj styles well he comes out as aj styles in a phenomenal 1.5 man <laughs> Phenomenal point five. Uh, what were your thoughts on this, Charlie? Uh, it was it was a fun match uh, when Hornswoggle was trying to get Pat Buck to uh, do, do a leapfrog. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it was it was. I, I I picked Buck for this one too, just because I figured he's new. He's a bigger guy. I figured he'd he'd squash Swoggle. So it was a good time though. It was a fun match. Like once he came out. As AJ Styles, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good," and it was it, that was worth the price of night one alone. How about you, Caden? This match was fun, very different from anything else on the show, and as usual, Swoggle entertained. Yeah, I think if you would have told me, well, how, how many years ago? Two or three? His first one, Hornswoggle, or his first uh... Some of the years just blur together. Yeah, I was about to say, I want to say three, but that doesn't sound right. It's at least two or three. It all depends on when Kurt Hawkins went back because that was the last time we... I believe that was the last time we seen him, and I don't remember. It was whenever Billy Gunn was here. Billy Gunn... I want to say that was two years ago. That sounds right to me. Without me looking up when my picture with Billy Gunn was, but I want to say... Yeah, that would have been 2017 then. I don't know. I'd have to double check on that no, one no, too. No, no, no. Uh, I'm wrong. Three years. That is three years. For some reason, my mind was in 2018 mode, so three years was 15. So I think, yeah, I think it has been three years. But all in all, like all the stuff that Swaggle's been through, he's always entertained. Even going back to 
uh, when he finally turned, well, not finally turned, but when he turned against Britt Baker, and we had that going on for a while, like, twins and everything, like, he's good. Everything he's done has been something different. But I think if you would have told me that week that he was going to be really good in AIW and not just like, oh, look, I'm Hornswoggle, I'd have been like, ah, I gotta believe it. But he's killed it. He has absolutely killed it. Because he could have a serious match. Or he can actually go out there and just have fun. Ha ha, funny. He could do both, and it's great. And I don't know if people agree with me or not, but I always think him on the AIW podcast is good. Especially when it's it. when it's him and Thorne. Because it's it's two bookers, two promoters talking. And th- there's a little bit more that Hornswoggle is going to get out of Thorne than I think that most people will. But Even if he's not on there regularly. Oh yeah, like whenever he, he the randomness that he pops up. Um, like the, uh, before the rap show, like when they did a sit down that came out like a week or two later, and there, granted, it was a lot of Hornswoggle trying to push Thorn into uh, a fucking death match. Well, I forget, I forget with who off the top of my head. Eddie Kingston. Well, we know that's the the new goal, and we'll probably we'll, we'll we'll get to that. I think uh, I think night two, but. Love Hornswoggle, love um, Pat Buck, but that was Pat Buck, Advanced Via Spear. Mm, big boy Spear. Next up, we had Trey Lamar <sighs> versus Joshua Bishop. These two had had something to prove. Uh, maybe Trey Lamar more than Joshua Bishop. Joshua Bishop has has been, quote, on a tear lately in AIW, so you'd figure... Tonight would be one of those nights, too. But what did you guys think about this? Start with Charlie. Uh, I just remember the slaps that Bishop gave Trey. Uh, They were, I mean, they were loud. Uh, That's the main thing I really remember from it. It was a really good match, but the slaps, like, when he'd just get him hyped and just slap him. It was, How about you, Caden? This was honestly one of my matches of the weekend. Okay. I had a feeling it was going to be once it got announced. Just because the no consequences stamp never really split up, but they did in a weird way. Yeah. And yeah, this very much held up as one of my patches of the weekend. These two absolutely killed each other. Bishop was trying to put Trey through the ring in the third match on the show. He he wasn't successful at that, but he did. He was close. He did advance via the awesome bomb. It, there was a super one. I forgot to put that in there. Yeah, he was. He did like a lot of the Sid Vicious staple moves, like the side slam, the choke slam. Uh, he threw that boss man slam that was really good. It's good stuff. I think Joshua Bishop is an early candidate for. Well, if the, there is one, hearing mixed mixed about that, if whether we are at the end of the road for Jaylit or whether there will be a Jaylit twenty twenty. If there's a Jaylit twenty twenty, Joshua Bishop, like or f- fucking Gauntlet for the gold. Next year, Joshua Bishop. That, that that is my early early pick. We'll see what happens when we come January and we do the uh, the other early picks. Which that'll be something we get into for night two because uh, the two people that were picked on the show, the the one we did in January, both of them made it to the finals. So that'll be that'll be a fun one to talk about for night two. And oh boy, those finals! <laughs> without without talking too much about it, which granted the the, the results are out there, but. Is that the the greatest finals in yes. Jaylet history? Yes. How about you, Charlie? 
man, honestly, this is my, my first Jaylet, so it's uh, if it's my first, it's it's my best regardless. So. I've been lucky enough to be at all of them, so so have I. I think the one thing about most of the Jaylet finals. There's two that get in there that you expect, and then there's a third one that's just like, I he deserves it, but I don't I didn't have them in my in my finals. And I think this one a lot of people had as their their final three. And the only one that might have been a difference is Joshua Bishop might have been in there. Because I think that was a possibility too. This is this year where it was like, I don't know. It could go this way or go this way, or it could maybe go that way. And then once we got down we actually had the finals, it was who the who the fuck was going to win? Because you could you could see either any of those those three as everyone wins. Yeah. So it, yeah, regardless, everyone won. <laughs> have we have we had a year where the winner's been booed? Ethan Page, maybe. Well, I wasn't booing that year, so I've, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, that, but that might have been the one that a lot of people were were against, and I could I could understand why, but. Yeah, I think that's that might have been it. People weren't booing Janela. People weren't booing Tracy. People weren't booing Elgin at the time. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody. Eric Ryan, especially when he won, because that was that was, that was a huge. long build. Yeah, and that was that was the night I'll never forget. Um, yeah. So more on that episode uh, match. Later on. Next up, we had MJF versus Savio Vega. Give uh, give MJF a little bit of credit. He did not have a Bruiser Brody comment like I thought he would, but uh, he, he still hit him with, with a few lines. So I was happy. I was happy that we got to see the brutal MJF that I love so much. But yeah, um, I don't have much thoughts on this match. Uh Savio didn't take off his jacket either night that he wrestled, so <laughs> not highly highly impressed with Savio. But there was there was still like a minor cool factor with me where I thought of when I was an early fan watching it and like watching him and Razor Ramon, and that's something that I I treasured. But other than that, that's that's pretty much it. What were your thoughts on this match, Charlie? Uh, it was quick and, and to the point, and it was exactly what it needed to be. Um, for Savio to advance, so um, it was cool to see Savio. I, I really didn't have any special interest in seeing him, but I did find it funny that MLW is now advertising him. <laughs> How about you, Caden? This match was fun. It wasn't standout or anything, but it was cool. Real neat seeing Savio wrestle in person. It was Savio that advanced via the heel kick, but... That surprised me. The biggest thing to come out of all of this was... Well, basically, since, you know, the episodes were recorded last week, uh, a particular Big Tuan Tucker was at an NXT taping. Uh, not just, NXT one. Not just, like, there. He was on camera, and if I'm correct, he had a match. So... Well, sort of. Well, okay, yeah. I didn't read the whole spoiler, but I got a, I got a good... Just the fact that... that Big Tuan was there, and Big Tuan is going to get some exposure. Um, so that that was a huge thing going into this show as a whole. And when Big Tuan comes out, you know he gets a an ex Tuan chant, and like the look on his face was was great because he was he was like happy, but 
with MJF, he was conflicted. So I, I really, I really enjoyed that. And it was, uh, if I'm correct, like Tuan partially cost MJF the match. I think. Hey, as long as I'm not the only one. We went into a lot of matches in three days, or three events, two days. Um, but the whole, whole bunch of wrestling. But the whole point of it was at the end, it looked like everything was fine between Tuan and MJF. Actually, MJF like tore fucking Tuan apart. Then he he apologized for it. Everything was great. They hugged and low blow by MJF. Did not see that coming. Kind of got to wonder: Are we getting Big Tuan Tucker versus MJF at Absolution? I hope so. How about you, Kate? Big Tuan, that run towards the absolute title. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to the moment that Big Tuan Tucker wins some sort of AEW championship. Be it tag team, be it intense, be it absolute. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be real good. Next up, we had Mance Warner versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. This, another very fun match of the night, and, uh, was this the first that was under uh, relaxed rules? Yes. Okay. What were you? Thinking? I did not get injured in this one. <laughs> there were a lot of uh, moments throughout this weekend where, especially on our side, it was just get up and fucking move. So so many matches like that, to the point of I want to get shirts made for at least our section. Um, it's kind of it's a take off. Nick Nick Gage's shit of uh, uh, D Block, uh, not D Block, Eastern Block, Eastern Block, Eastern Block Hate Club. I got the fuck. I got Jadica stuck in my head. I'm about to say D Block, uh, Eastern Block Hate Club to Front Row Danger Club, or if we want to go the route, Danger Zone, because that's what it felt like. Yeah, <laughs> to the point of I, I think we we started doing this day two, and I didn't know it because I just. I'm so used to, like, a tur- uh, not Turner's, but Mount Carmel to, like, just get up and move. Everybody else in our area was, gra- like, getting up and grabbing their chairs and moving. It's got to that point. We literally just fold our chairs up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, gotta go. But the- <laughs> oh, not doing this. <laughs> and I think the point is, like, you and I, Caden, we try to sit in the center for better pictures, better videos. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Yeah, we, we pay for that because where are they running uh, and jumping over the top rope, center of the ring. Or, we know what to expect. Yeah, like the, the middle part of, of our side. So, the, yeah, there was, like I said, a few parts. It was parts. worse at Turner's because the guardrail was like three feet from the ring. Yeah. That was bad. And there was very little room there as is. Or better yet, uh, do you remember the Beyond show? That's one of the shows I missed, but I have it on video. Really? That That's... I'll never forget that show, and I'll never forget Chikara. I was at Chikara. Chikara, no barricade. It's most a child. But 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 uh, they did have chairs, and then Beyond was just nope, no chairs. You could. You, I mean, there were some chairs. You could grab them and sit down if you wanted, but you were allowed to stand ringside. And that's what I remember. I still got a couple. I actually was going through some of the pictures, and I still have a couple from that show. Like, I got a really good picture of Gargano and ACH. think that happened. And it was like the 30-minute match, I think. Yeah, it was a good one. Wonder whatever happened to those two. I don't know. They're uh, going to Disney World or something. Something like that. Mance Warner versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham under lax rules. Dr. Deathmatch returns. <laughs> Dr. Deathmatch did return. Uh, how'd you feel about this match, Charlie? 
Staple guns. That, that's that's all I that's what I that's all I need to remember. Staple gun was the best. How about you, Caden? Dan had a lot of money stapled to him. God. And a pamphlet. And not not only just that, it's Mance used a staple gun on him and then read the pamphlet. Mama <laughs> stapled to his face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, so, so good. And if he learned us some things, <laughs> uh, granted, you're, you're listening to the review and our thoughts and everything, but it's great that this is available like right now on fight TV. You I, can go watch the show right now. I want to even say the, uh, smart mark video has their rough copy up already. Yeah, too. Very rough edit of it. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't like about, uh, buying something from fight TV. That's live. Like, I have, uh, the first thing I ever bought from Fight TV was Joey Janelle Lost in New York. And the, literally the first, like, minute or two of that thing is, like, jumbled mess. Yeah. And I don't know if they ever went back and fixed it, but I know, like, the what I have isn't. And it kind of annoys me. Because it's, like, this really cool vignette of MJF going through New York and hearing, uh, Weedus. But it's just... Just like I said, a big like no offense, no uh, no pun intended for a Joe Janela, but a clusterfuck, and like just shits jumping around and going really fast. It it sucks, but I I hope they fixed it at some point. So yeah, this was this was a, a fun match, like we said, with the lax rules, and uh, it was Mance advancing via the lariat. This is another thing I was. It was on my match of the night list for night one. So kind of a real good match of the night one. Oh, yeah. Next up, we had Flip Kendrick versus KTB. And KTB is just... From the words? <laughs> he's made he's made such a <laughs> great... Doing the, doing the gesture right now? I need to buy... Not a video podcast. I need to buy the uh, foam finger. Like, I, I kind of slacked on it a little bit this week. Even though I know I had the money, I could have bought one. But uh, he was telling me later on that this might not be as much for you, Caden, because I don't know how much your generation grew up with these. But he was talking about his next merch thing that he's going to do is slap bracelets. I know of those. Oh, my. Like, I don't know how big they were for you growing up, at least mine and Charlie's age. That there was a good period of time. Those are cool as shit. So he's talking about that's going to be his next merch thing. And I really hope he wasn't fucking with me. Because I think that's cool as shit. Yeah, that's all we need. Something else to beat each other to death with. <laughs> because we're all 12-year-old immature children. <laughs> well, at one time you were going to shows as a, as a 12-year-old. I know this. <laughs> you act like I've changed whatsoever. You, you have. You bring weapons now. Yes, I'm just not creative. <laughs> You went from... I make the shows better. <laughs> you went from Johnny Gargano signs to fucking... I bring, you, I bring you fun now. Oh, I bring you I bring you whiffle ball bats covered in poppers. And, uh... Are you complaining? I rem- the, the one that I remember the most, I mean, granted, there's a lot, but it's when there was the bottle cap era, where there was just a lot of oh, stuff you were bringing... bottle caps haven't died off. Just waiting. No, but there was a time when uh, they were put on a lot of stuff, and I want to say you gave someone like almost like a, a little bag of them, and they were used. I just remember with, the, with those two, those being used, and then all, like them just going out like projectiles. 
after the game. Oh, yeah, there was a cooler full of them at the wine show. Cooler. That's what it is. Cooler. I knew it was something. I'm like, I don't know if it was a bag, but I just remember a group of them. As soon as you said cooler. Other than that, if, if, if it's not a barbed wire rocking chair or folding chair. Yeah. The rest is just in its own. No one's still in that idea. I'm real happy about it. I said it before, the rocking chair is my favorite. That was just a one-off thing, because those are hard to find. Got to get real creative for the unofficial deathmatch show in August. But Flip Kendrick versus KTB. Um, Flip almost broke his ankles on the guardrail. Russell saved him. Yeah. And that would have been, been the first time for him, too. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I like you, Flip. Don't die. Flip is so beat up, like, uh, in AIW, like some of the shit that he's done. And got injured, and, like, it's crazy how long he's been around. Like, if I would think back to my first show, he might be one of the few that's still booked in AIW. Him. Linden. Linden, because they were, I think they won the tag team championships when I was there, my first show. More than likely. And. Donst. Donst. I don't, I don't, Donst might have been at my first show, I can't remember. But still. What like, was your first show? Uh. Helen or seven. Yes. Seen the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that was during the, the stuff between him and Gargano. I wasn't even there, and I know he was on the card. I needed to get uh, refreshed a little bit, but yeah. So, pretty much those three? Uh, Beverly. Oh, Bobby Beverly. Yes, it's Eric Ryan. Just going to run down the list here. Like, it's not an insane amount of people. No. Most of them, it's just. It's either they don't work in the area anymore, uh, or they've, they've gone on to bigger, better things. I mean, getting that WWF contract isn't a bad thing. Oh, hell no. I forget the first time, because I, I think it was at the, yeah, that show, uh, Ooha. Good old U-Haul Nation. U-Haul. Um, I'll be here all week. Except on Wednesdays when, Wednesdays when you're gifting. Don't follow me on Twitter. Dinner with U-Haul once. Very, oh. uh... Very interesting guy. That's the... We're going off on, on a tangent, but that's fine. Uh, little something that people don't know about you, Charlie, that I, I forget that... Because I've known you, like, literally since uh, my first few months in uh, as being a fan. You thought I was a fan a lot longer, which is, I guess, a compliment. But uh, you were not only, uh, like, training to be a wrestler, but you were hand-in-hand hand with a... I don't, know, I don't know how you want to put it, but you were helping with a promotion that didn't last very long and um like you do were a cameraman for a couple shows if i'm correct yeah, I did cam camera work for two shows uh i did uh the first show i just was there as a fan but then after that like i started helping with all the behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. so good old midwest wrestling not to be confused with the other like midwest wrestling in marion ohio but yeah the original midwest wrestling that lasted. It had like four shows, maybe. How many shows? Because there was there were some secret shows in there. Yeah, there was. There was like three shows at the Niles Building, maybe four, and then there was like three secret shows, and we like that was supposed to be like our YouTube, like while we were building up other stuff. So there's a plan for all of it, but you know, the broken necks happen. <laughs> Everything just kind of falls apart after that. Promoter leaves the state, moves back to New Jersey, uh, quits wrestling altogether. And, oh, yeah, he's he's back to wrestling now, but not promoting. Oh, boy. Oh, I think he's still promoting, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, that was a a fun short lived thing because that that's where I first heard about Justin Maine. First place I heard about Aaron Epic, which it would be great to get him back up here because he's he's still been wrestling and been killing it in Florida. It'd be cool to, for him to just get out of that area and come come up here or something. Uh, also, from- he said he wants uh, Brett Eisen. This is the newest thing, and I want it. I want to see that match. Fuck, if Sup books that, I might have another trip going down there. I begged them, actually, but they didn't even respond, so. Uh, what? A, who else was booked there? That was, um, Elgin had a match there. I think I was a first- Elgin and Drake for the first time. Yeah, that's the first time I ever seen either of them. Um, there's a bunch of, I know, gimmicks that I did not like. One in particular, I'm not going to get into detail. But I just remember it was horrible. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know who I'm talking yeah. about. And if you like though, if no, not you, uh, Charlie knows. If this dude's still wrestling, he's not wrestling under that gimmick anymore. All I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's uh, it was Eugene turned up. Oh no! Yeah, I'll need the backstory behind this later. Well, <laughs> when we're done recording. But uh, yeah, oh, it, no. <laughs> it was not good. And it, it doesn't sound good. And I, and I think I compared him to uh, Brian Castle at the time. And I was like, yeah, like, Brian Castle's fun. I'm like, this is like too far and it is n- uncomfortable. At least for me at that time, like in my mid 20s. Um, am I missing anybody that was of, of importance that wrestled there? Uh, ACH and Jason Gorey wrestled. Oh yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. That was the last time I I seen the. Actually, I think the only time I seen the Cutthroat Crew. Oh man, yeah, they were on the first show. Yeah, I have the DVD somewhere. Like Eugene Page opened the first show against uh, Eric Cannon and stuff. Too bad this went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I I was I was trying to get it back up and running, running around some stuff with Bobby. That would have been so much fun. Because I know recently I went through all my wrestling DVDs and I actually tried to take most of my WWE shit to the exchange and they didn't take barely anything. But, like, I know a lot, obviously a lot of my local stuff I wasn't going to take. So I know I still have those videos. And, uh, yeah, I think I had the... F- I know I had the first show. I had the first secret show. And I don't remember if I had the second one. And then the last... There was actually... there Wasn't there a, the another secret show? The one that... Wasn't it the one that you got injured at? Yeah, there. Well, it was like a training day type thing, and then they did like people that did well got matches with like Bobby and a couple people, and uh, there's there's still footage of it on YouTube. I think that's all that came out of it was the YouTube footage. And I sent a couple friends of mine who were somewhat trained uh, to that show. Just somewhat. Uh I'm trying to remember if that was before or after they got had someone to train them, and. Yeah, I mean, that, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird story, but they don't. I don't think any of them wrestle anymore. They were a part of an organization here locally, and then like that didn't even that lasted like a couple shows. We'll talk about that later too. Uh, anyway, story time. <laughs> uh, let's move on to because we still have so much to get through. This is gonna be a fun episode. And it was uh, KTB advances via Super TKO. Yeah, no, I'm doing a DVD. TK- <laughs> okay. That Super TKO was, I think, a beauty. I've never seen it before, and uh, I popped huge for it. What were you saying, Caden? He's switching it up from the DVD that he usually does. 
if you've seen any of his GCW stuff, that's usually his finish there. Yeah. It's like a rope walk DVD gimmick. Sometimes through a door, sometimes not. All right. Uh, right after this, we went into intermission, so we'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Coming out of intermission, we had a match that I was thoroughly waiting for. Tim Donst versus Marco Stunt with the wrong music. Reportedly, it was Marco's TV music, not his regular Pat Benatar music, which is a very, very night and day difference. But nonetheless, Tim Donst versus Marco Stunt. <laughs> That was Marco Stunt on, on night one. I thought that was Shayna Baszler's little sister. <laughs> uh, kinda. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> uh, that's my one and only thing, man. The the little the little shirt made me laugh. Yeah, there were Other than that, like I, I love Marco, but man <laughs> There were people talking shit about that, but I was like CPA kinda does the same thing. What's the difference? Granted, the CPA shirt isn't as tight, but still. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this match, Caden? This is another match that was pretty wild. It ended up in the crowd. I got a fist bump from Marco. Are you happy about this? A little bit. Like, it was kind of like, in my mind, like a nod to, like, finally getting to see him. And he's going up against my quote, like, nemesis. And it was one of those other matches. It was right in the crowd, right where we were. Um, so much crazy shit. And there was a, I remember I actually came home and, and rewatched this because this is another reason to check out the, the fight TV or the, whatever you want, the MP4 of it. Fucking MJF's on commentary. It starts off with Brian Carson and then like halfway through Don's introduction, MJF steps in and Don's was the first one out. So it's mostly MJ. It's definitely 99.9% .9 MJF and he's fucking killing it. And he tears apart both Don's and Marco, it's great. I think he called he called Tim Don's like the the lightest complexion sumo wrestler or something like something the sumo wrestler. Yeah, and I was like, this is hilarious. But then he'd like get on about Marco, but him being so small, like there was like MJF is great. Like I gotta, I want to sit down and rewatch it all the places that he does commentary because it's fucking gold. What were your thoughts on this, Charlie? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I too went back and, and watched it actually yesterday, uh, just to hear the commentary. Cause I heard somebody say at the show that the commentary was really funny and that you needed to watch it with the commentary. Uh, it was, it was a good match. Like in person, it felt really weird. Like it, I don't know if it was just the way the crowd was, but it, it felt like a weird match to start, but on TV, it came off way different and, uh, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, I think it was a good first match for Marco. I think that was a solid choice. It was a good. It was a good match. What was your thoughts on this, Caden? Fun match. Glad to see Marco in AIW. Finally, I feel like he would have been here sooner if his leg didn't get messed up. Yeah, it's. I've been a fan of his for a little over a year, and I was happy to finally 
finally see him here. The crazy story that I've had with him is I've had so many chances to see him live, but you know, things have happened. The first time was he was booked for welterweight wrestling in Cleveland and he had to uh, back out because he was also double booked at Southern Underground Pro, and that was the show that he won the Bone Storm Championship, so I understand. Uh, so that was the first time. The second time was uh, Pro Wrestling Freedom in Jeffersonville, Indiana. He was booked for a show. I, what seemed to be randomly showed up there because he was booked for that show, and I didn't tell anybody whatsoever. And... About a week or so before the show, he had to pull out for, I believe, AAW. So that was strike two. Strike three was he was booked for Unsanctioned Pro in Columbus. And that was announced before, but the event was after his injury. So obviously he wasn't going to be there. The first time I actually got to meet him was Southern Underground Pro I Am King. Uh, he was there, but he did not wrestle. So I at least had that benefit of meeting him. But something I had thought of like within the past month before it was announced that, oh my God, I've met Marco, but I've never seen him wrestle live. I'm like, when the fuck is this going to happen? And boom, here we go, AIW. And I got to see it uh, twice. So I'm super happy about that. And uh, yeah, I'm, and not, not, not even just being super happy. Marco won via a small package pin. I did not think in a million years that Marco was going to be Donst because my, my whole thought process behind it was I was lucky enough. He was booked in Cleveland. I don't have the same luck to seeing him win in Cleveland. turns out I was wrong. Told you. <laughs> and me and Charlie were like one of the two people that were going nuts that fucking Marco won. I had that kind of luck, too, because when Zack Sabre Jr. came to AIW, the two times I got to see him, he lost both matches. The time I couldn't go is the time he beat Dom. So I was I, I definitely have the that record, too, of the guy I want to see losing. So I'm, I'm so like I used to get really bummed about it. Now I'm like, all right, whatever. It'll be fine. And uh, so I was always get to happy. see the guy wrestle. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's my thought process behind it. Yeah, this is the first time he hit a 450 since he's been back, too. So, Yeah, he mentioned that on uh, Twitter. I think uh, that night or the next day. I can't remember. I think it was that night. Guess that leg's doing all right. Definitely. There was also some great, like, because I'm, I'm going through the, the tweets. Uh, there were some great retweets that I did from Marco's family about the commentary. Mainly his parents, because uh, Logan was, was there live. But there, that's a, a feud that I, I, I don't know where it's going to happen, but I want to see more of it. Love Marco. I love MJF. Uh, I, I feel Marco is a lovable good guy, even though there's people that absolutely hate him. And I think the same opposite goes with MJF. I think he's a great bad guy, but there's definitely people even like myself who love him. I think they have a great feud. The JLit Night 1 continued with Lewis Linden versus Kid Cash. Kid Cash is pretty pretty ripped for this show like we were talking about his age and you could i mean you could see it but the dude was jacked what were your thoughts on this match charlie um i don't know this is another match that kind of felt sort of weird like everybody was kind of into it but like might have been the bathroom break of the night i don't know it was it it wasn't a bad match like i thought it was it felt odd something was off yeah it just 
for some reason they just didn't click right. I don't know. It just I thought it was an okay match, but it just it was just weird. Um, Cash is a multi man guy. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see he he did much better at two. He had a real sweet brainbuster in this match, and that's what he advanced on. It was real gross. Lyndon got shorter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't have any, I don't think I have any else to add to it. It, it, it was a a weird, weird like vibe match because especially what came before it. I think coming out of intermission with Marco and Dons, you know, split crowds, so much fun, and then the match that came after it was very dynamic. And this kind of just kind of fell short. But next up, we had Danhausen versus Matt Justice. Also under relaxed rules, I believe. Yes, I, th- I, re- I think every match justice matches under relaxed rules. <laughs> also known as intense rules, depending on how you want to put it. Spoiler alert, I think every the all three men that made it to the finals, first round match was under relaxed rules. Yeah. So <laughs> how long how long before Jay lets a deathmatch tournament? <laughs> don't don't joke about that, please. <laughs> If, Don't joke. If Tim Dons loses the title at WrestleRage, yeah, shut up. We will have, I got excited about that. We will have a deathmatch tournament to crown the champion. Should have ran with that. And I told you, you know that it's not happening, right? I knew. Like where, where would we have it? Besides, get away with that stuff. If Game Changer can get away with it. Yeah, but we were at Mount Carmel at the time. Yeah, you're polite. No deathmatches. Don't be lazy. Clean off. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I say? But this match was a was a fun one. It was Matt Justice advanced via DDT on an open chair. DVD. DVD. Why did I say DDT? There was two D's and there was another consonant there. I just have you know trouble. It's after ten o'clock. You're <laughs> you're tired. So yeah, a DVD on an open chair. This match is yeah, this is probably my match of the night. Um, I love Danhausen. Like he's my favorite thing going in AIW right now. Love that, and Dan I love Housen. Matt Justice. Yes, I love Matt Justice too. Uh, he, the ace of AIW. Yeah. Uh, he uh, going in, I was like, man, this would be a really big upset if Danhausen picked it up, and but it would launch him. Like it would be a big deal. But I was totally okay with with how uh, things played out. Um. They did some gross, some gross spots that I just, I cringed. I worried. Uh, I thought you should worry during every match of Justice match, <laughs> especially for Caden. Uh, yes, I'm finding that Watch out. Night man, two. You'll find out. I'm finding this out. Like this is the first year I've been to almost every show, so like I'm, I'm definitely quickly finding out that I need to be worried every time. Just get your stuff. Just be prepared to move. <laughs> It's the only thing that I I like and hate about this venue. You're not allowed to bring in like any type of bags, and I normally bring in a messenger bag to bring in maybe some water for myself, maybe an energy drink. I'm not supposed to bring in outside food, but maybe, maybe not. But it's definitely the the thing that I use it for is like if I buy a shirt, it goes in there. If I buy an eight by ten, it goes in there. So I haven't got yelled at yet. Ooh, that's we did the first time. I was told no. And I didn't even attempt to bring it in this time. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, I I haven't got yelled at. That's true. You and Russell had brought in a bag, and I didn't even think about it. Anyway, um, well, because of that rule, like I don't bring in my bag, so it's easier just to like get up and go. It's like whoop whoop. 
until you get a concussion. <laughs> I've not had that. I always get I always get hit in the knee. It like my knee is right there, like on the buckle of the barricade. Someone comes at me, and like an idiot, I don't have my feet on the guardrail because normally that helps uh, either impact it a little bit to where I'm just getting pushed back, or like it it takes everything and it's there. I'm fat and I can hold it, pulled everybody back. Yeah, during uh, Biggins, uh, the Biggins tournament, uh, I didn't pay attention and Bobby Beverly got thrown into the guardrail right oh. next to us. Uh, somehow Jared's shoe come flying off and my knee got banged up real bad. He thought he broke his shin. I don't know. It was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. I mean, I was in pain, but it was funny. <laughs> I hurt, but this is funny. Ow. Shoe came off. Like, I was like, did you die? How did your shoe just come <laughs> off? Like, it made no sense, but it happened. That's it. I love you. It makes no sense, but it happens. <laughs> that on, went on a shirt. On a, on a side note, something I was just thinking about. You figure Dan Housen, Zach Thomas, and KTB could be like three of the dark horses going into 2020. Yeah. All three have had really great years so far, not at the level as of Matt Justice and, and Bishop, but, you know, they could easily move to that same level next year. Because they just had a great year last year, too. But he, like, he keeps, like, having better and better years. I'm, I'm saying, like, Dark Horse as in, like, comes out of nowhere, per se, and just like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, he's having a top-notch year. I feel like they're, they've been consistently having good matches, uh, even though they get thrown into a lot of scrambles, which I understand why, but like... It's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. I'd like to see more single stuff out of out of all three of them. Like, Zach Thomas has been getting those opportunities in singles, and I'd like to see Danhausen get more, because like, this is really the first singles I've seen him in since I've been going to shows this year, and I thought it was just... It elevated him. Like him and Justice worked really well together. Oh yeah, the match was fantastic. And it just it it felt like it elevated him to this level. Like even being in the ring with Justice, that now he he, he was be going like to go to, to that crazy level that Justice yeah. is. And I think he can be somebody to 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 build on in the future. And yeah, hopefully next year by next year he's doing big things in AIW. Speaking of Zach Thomas. Um, Zach Thomas versus Eddie fucking Kingston was next. Big boys. This was a nice rematch. They hit each other hard. Yeah. And Zach Thomas advanced via Soul Bomb. That is the official name for it, too. I, I believe you, but fuck. I think this was this was definitely the upset of the night. We didn't. I'm mad at myself because I totally thought this was going to happen, but then I, at the same time, I was like, "No, Kingston's getting his match at App, so they won't do that, but they should." And then it happened. So sometimes, like filling out those brackets, Jaylet brackets can—they're always interesting. I'm a firm believer you have to go with in between your gut and what's going to make a compelling tournament. And I use the—that's uh, what we were talking about before we were recording when I won the the bracket tournament i almost had probably would have been one of the most perfect brackets because there was the matchup that i i think was the second round matchup that i figured was going to happen uh bj whitmer versus chris dickinson and i was going to put down no winner it's like there's no way in hell like these guys have had a feud they're going to wind up in this match and it's going to have to lead to a no contest there's going to have to be something or nobody wins but 
I second guessed myself and said, nah, they're going to have somebody win. And when like nobody won that fucking match, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I had that. This is back when Jay White was still all singles matches. Oh, God. Like, we talk about long ma- like long weekends. Yeah, I don't want to hear anyone complain. Well, that that's like people were complaining about the air conditioner being on. Like, oh, it's so cold. Oh. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to sweat? Well, sweat- but you want me to introduce you to Turner's Hall, where it's 4,000 degrees in that building in the summertime. Oh, my God. And then there was oh. the infamous episode 10. Like, I don't. You you can put on a hoodie every time, especially with the weather we're having. Bring a hoodie. Just it might it. snow. <laughs> just it's it's Ohio. Just bring a hoodie, and if it's too cold, put it on. But I was fine. I thought I was it was cold. nice in there. I was cold when I first got in there, but I think that was just because like the second day I was I was wet from the rain, so that kind of made it miserable. But like once we got going, it, you don't think about that. Like once you get everything going, and yeah, you don't even. It was fine. Like, I'd rather be cold than be brutally hot and dying. So It's a lot easier to get comfortable when it's a little cold than to have one of those shows to get comfortable and it's hot. And you're sweating. Mm-hmm. Charlie and I and could speak on... GNO, where it was like four well, degrees. Charlie and I could speak on being fat asses in the crowd <laughs> and sweating your tits <laughs> off. Like, sucks. So if I'm in there and it's just a little cold... Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And like Caden mentioned, we had the the snowy winter icebox GNO, which oh my god, I, my memory is that I just kept singing. Do you want to build a snowman? Turner's Hall was a fun time because we either get hypothermia or you're <laughs> going to get heat stroke. There's no in between. Me and gets in the ring, and you you like, hey, you want to take your cut off? She's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we're just gonna do this. <laughs> Just say something about that building. How cold it actually got in there. Alright, next up we have Rich Homie Juice AJ Gray versus Nick fucking Gage. Now, if I'm correct, uh, judging by my picture, uh, the, the AJ Gray came out of the crowd and attacked Nick Gage. No. No, okay, went out. I have the picture of them out in the ring, or no, it was something quick to where I couldn't get something in the ring. <sighs> See, again, I've seen so much wrestling. Uh, or AJ got in the ring and then just fucking started. He made his entrance first. Yeah, he had the steel chair waiting. Mm, that's what it was. The jump gauge during his entrance. Yeah. So I, I was somewhat right. He attacked gauge during <laughs> his entrance. But, I mean, that's the only way you're going you're gonna to tr- get Nick Gage. Like, you, you have to do that kind of shit. Or he's just going to do that shit to you later on. So I, I understand where AJ Gray was coming on that one. What were your thoughts on this match, Charlie? Uh, the brain buster on the chair was gross, uh, and it was topped by the center block. So it was it was what I was expecting from a Nick Gage match. That every time I've seen him in AIW, it's never gotten super like super crazy and like what he is in all these other companies. So this was like a little bit like that. And I was really happy to finally get to see that version of gauge and AIW. So I was really happy with the match. I thought it was, it was exactly what it needed to be. How about you kid? This match is fun. It was a very good example of what death match Nick gauge is. As said, for someone who hasn't seen how crazy gauge actually is when there's weapons involved. Uh, they wasn't the longest match on this show, but it was wild. 
Uh, AJ took a pretty crazy bump onto a chair off the apron right in front of us. It's a cannonball type deal, and the chair basically disintegrated. Yeah, I have it down as about six minutes. It wasn't very long. Because the the first tweet went out for the match at 10.18. Sometimes, like, this might have been one of those moments, too, where I'm putting trying to put out the tweet, and it's taken a while, and then I have to throw my phone in airplane mode, so I give it a couple me a couple minute window there like it could have started about a quarter after and then the the tweet that you sent out went out at 10:24 you want to say it was not long yeah it was not very long like 10 minutes not even under 10 yeah it was a nick gage advance fee power driver on a cinder block and that leads us to the main event of the evening eric stevens versus dominic greeny yes is this Dom's first main event or no? I want to say yes, but I don't think so. Did he have a title match versus Tracy? That didn't main event. Okay, then this might Let be. Let me fact check myself here. Okay, in the meantime, Charlie, what was your thoughts on this match? Uh, the first thing I want to say is it was really great to see... Uh, Ed from Pod Van Dam lose his mind when this was was starting because he was definitely uh, all about this match. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I've Dom's really grown on me. Like m- one of my biggest pet peeves about like wrestlers is like when they don't wear boots. So that always bothered me about Dom, but I I look past it now. Like I really it doesn't bother me, and I really like Dom. I think that has a lot to do with uh, him being on the. Uh, some of the other podcasts that I've listened to him on. And uh, I just, I've really, he's really grown on me. So like this match was really good. Eric Stevens really came and impressed and uh, they had a hell of a match. And uh, I'd like to see him do it again down the road. Well, I wasn't very familiar with Eric Stevens going in. Um, He was a cool guy to have on the card. And I don't know if he will ever come back. He was asked to come back after night two. Um, after nine years of being away from wrestling. Yeah, nine fucking years. Like, I, I was reading his lips a little bit uh, during his final bow, and he, like, he said something about, like, either thanking everybody or, like, something like after all these years, he he made some sort of comment to himself. And I thought that that was kind of cool. And he, he appreciated at least being there for the night or the for the, the two shows. Any more on the Dom main event? The only one without really diving into all of the AIW shows he's been on. Mm-hmm. He main evented Wet Bandits with Madden Swarner. Mm, yes. Yes, now that you say that, I remember that. That was Without really digging through every show he's been on. Well, he, well then we know he's least main evented there because that was the, the UFC 1 rules. If I'm correct. Bingo. So, yeah. Like, as soon as you said him and Mance, it clicked. And I, re- I remembered that going down because that was... No, that was not Mance's first night in AIW. That was his... Second. Second, yeah. Caden, what were your thoughts on, on this match? Very good. They beat each other up for real. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what I wanted from this match. I'm very glad Eric Stevens got to AIW while he's back for however long he ends up being back for. He's very, very good. I'm hoping he's back a couple more times before he disappears again. He had a sweet Northern Lights bomb in this match. For anyone that knows why I like that move, points to you. Uh, yeah. Again, another match of the weekend here. 
And at the time of this recording, I put out my AIW match of the year list, and there's plenty from Jay White Weekend on there. And it was Dominic Greeny who advanced via rear naked choke. Until he corrects me on that, because he has way too many submissions he uses. Submission man. Um, so that was a recap review of night one. What were your thoughts on the show as a whole, Butters? Uh, it was a lot of singles matches, but it was a really fun night of wrestling, and they've been, the shows flow so much better now than they used to. Like, I feel like if this was like done two or three years ago, this show would have went until like one, two o'clock in the morning, and uh, it would have just been exhausting. But uh, they it ran smooth, everything flowed real well, and uh, it was definitely uh, a really really good night of wrestling. I think that's the one thing about jail at night one it will forever be nothing but singles matches yeah it's never gonna change yeah like they're gonna they're gonna keep with the format of you know 24 participants and that's how the first night of a tournament should be yeah which which, which is great because then we have most of the wrestlers going into night two like there there was no njf in night two there was no hornswoggle if if i would have known hornswoggle was at house of hardcore and he might have been advertised for it, but I never seen it or put two and two together. Um, so we still had good amount of people going into night two or even some of the, the day two activities. Uh, I, do, I do miss the fan fest. Like the the Back to the Future Cup and Chandler Biggs and World Tag Team Tournaments, like those are cool. But the yeah, fa- fan fest was fun for the time it was around. The, the win a date with Veda Scott auction was fun, kind of. Um, was it now? Uh, no, sir. Paid way too much. Um, Are you going to say how much? <laughs> no, because I think last time I did it, someone was like, you shouldn't brag about that. And I'm like, I know. Um, <laughs> I know, I did it, though. <laughs> you fight me. <laughs> um, there was still other stuff, like uh, some of the little like game shows that they'd throw up. And, you know, they'd have the N64 going on in the corner, and people could play that. And all the rest. Yeah, it was just a fun little thing beforehand. Yeah, and they had a couple matches. Yeah, so I'll I'll always miss the the fun of that of just kind of like hanging out for an afternoon, but turning it into a show like I I, I can't complain too much. It draws more money yeah. into the company. What were your thoughts on night one, Caden? It was very very fun. There wasn't really anything bad on the show, and coming from someone who's been at AIW for as long as I have. It flowed very well compared to some of the old shows that would go for as long as they did. Yeah. And you could vouch for that one, too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that is working out in the benefit of that. I mean, we're, we're on Fight TV, and I don't know if they have a window that they they need to cut it off by the fact that they're doing a lot more after parties, and they want to get people to the after-party venue with enough time for the rest of the night to, to hang out and have fun. Um yeah, they're really, really tightening the ship. And something that I noticed, I mean, it's been since at least WrestleMania weekend, that almost every match now gets announced as the wrestlers are coming out, except for the main event. They do the, the traditional in the ring with the, both opponents standing there, which is kind of kind of really helped things. Like, it's it may be like a minute it's or two. It's such a little detail. It's, but... like, it, I, it's impactful. Like, we're going from wrestlers coming out to boom, matchup. So... Yeah, that's uh, I I always love AIW shows. Jaylit in general always has a special feeling to it, and it doesn't even matter that this one was almost a month later than what we're used to. 
it still had the same vibe, the same feeling, the fact that I left. It was still Jaywit. Yeah. The fact that I left night one, went home, and then, like, had a couple hours to just kind of, like, hang out and then, like, get ready for night two and the two shows that, are, that we're going to have and all that kind of shit. Uh, I thoroughly loved it. The fact that two, uh, and if you haven't done it yet, it's on Fight TV. Go check it out. I think, like, what, 25 bucks? I don't know. How, yeah, for the entire weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many people were like myself. Yeah, I went to the show, but to have a, a copy. You want to watch it back immediately. Yeah, like, I was able to just come home, and I went, oh, I want to watch Marco versus um, versus Dons. And they had matches in, I believe, during the intermissions to help things flow. And, uh, I mean, well, also, <laughs> uh, Filthy Tom Lawler did a, did a, did a sexy dance. During during intermission yeah, that time too. Uh, yeah, we kind of skipped over that. Yeah. I thought, was it? <laughs> I had a but, uh, there, there was a retweet about it, but like I didn't have a tweet about it, so I did. That's I kind of like I did the retweet later in the night, but like that was kind of one thing that went down. And it's a cool thing too. Uh, you get to relive Matt Justice versus Joshua Bishop from the Odeon from the rap show during that intermission. So I don't know what are the other two intermissions were, but there's that. And I think that's that's an awesome fucking match. Like, oh, by the way, this happened here too. This happened recently. If you haven't seen it already, everybody this talking happened about you. Like last month. Yeah. So watch two guys legitimately try to kill each other. Yes, sir. Uh, but as a whole, uh, love these, love these Jay the weekends. Love uh, all this shit. And actually, I was happy too. I finally picked myself up a hoodie. I'm more of a three X, which. When AIW does shirts, they own, like, or hoodies, any type of wear like that, 3X is the highest they do, and they only do, like, a small, small handful. Definitely less than five, maybe closer to three. So the the first night that they came out, they sold out. I didn't get a hold of one. I thought that was, they only had regular sizes, like more of your small, medium, large and shit. And then as I was on my way out night one, Razor Sharp was about to buy one, and I heard him say 2X. I was like, I didn't know you had 2Xs. And I was told, oh, that's the last one. And he was like, well, if it doesn't fit me, like, you can buy it. Turns out it was just a little too snug for him. So I bought it. So I was really happy to have uh, an AIW hoodie now. Uh, any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Start with Caden. Oh, uh, just the usual. That KVR216 on Twitter and whatever other social media you care to follow me on. I'm not that interesting whatsoever. How about you, Charlie? Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, it's at Charlie, uh, C-H-A-R-L-Y underscore Butters. Uh, I also do a podcast called Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Uh, you can follow that on Twitter at Not Ready, the number four, P-T-W. And our, if you want to listen to our shows, you can go to Not Ready, the number four, P-T-W dot podbean dot com. We should have a new show coming out probably Thursday. Same day that the show should be out. Yes, so you could get a double dose of Charlie Butters today. And, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose, a desired Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I've said before, and I'll say it again, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, 
Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, RacingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out It 2, The IndieCast, Center Stage, SoBros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set Tap Photo, PowerSlam.TV, use Wrestling Cheers all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Russell Void, Key on Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you're uh, fun size. Later. Sir!